working for f***ing stupid idiots. And I'm not an idiot. So I don't want to work. Welcome to Work Shorts, where we go deep on the absurdity that is the working world and life in general. My name is Keith Coleman. And I am Carlos Spandy. He's Carl Spandy. And today's a very special episode of the podcast, Carl. We're talking about professional development. And this is episode two. Things are getting deep. It is deep. That's a meaty topic for our second episode. It is. We're going to get into how do we get better at our jobs. Now, whether we want to get better at our jobs or not, companies need us to get better. So we're going to dive deep into that topic. We're also going to go into one of Carl's very famous C-lists, right? We don't have a creative name for this no, segment we don't. yet. No, so but... if, you, uh, if you do have any names for us, you can hit us up on the socials, Instagram, work shorts, podcast, all one word. Please do. Please give us a suggestion so we don't have to keep calling this the C-list. We're all, then we'll get in right into the uh, work short topic of the day, which is professional development. But first, Carl, we need to get into a segment that we call Keith and Carl Become Friends. I love so, this segment. I do too. We've known each other for about four years, but we're now just forming a friendship. So you can hear us all in real time form this relationship, fail at this relationship. This is just like when we were on the playground and our Absolutely. moms put us there and said, hey, Keith and Carl, you guys have to get to know each other and become friends. It's a little awkward. It's a forced friendship. It's a forced friendship. So how is this thing going for you? I just want to do a check-in on our friendship. I mean, personally, it's it's been kind of awkward. I sent you a uh, Facebook friend request uh, like a week or two ago, and I just accepted it yesterday. Um, I think everyone who knows me would realize that that is the fastest that I've ever responded to a Facebook request. For context, I have ne not been on Facebook for about four years. Well, it's, a friendship isn't official until it's a Facebook friend. So... <laughs> I did go on there when you said, hey, you need to accept this friend request so you know we can get our social media going. So I had to go on there. It was weird. I had to text you, and you hate text. But I responded to that text message. True. It's one thing I did want to bring up as a positive to our friendship. Like My texting has gotten exponentially better. I, I mean, you text, I'm right on, because now I know that it, it bothers you. I, I was pretty good last weekend. You text, I got right back. I think you're developing as a friend. I do. I, I, I do as well. And my other friends who have been with me forever, they're seeing the residual benefits, right? So they're a little confused, actually. They're like, why, why did you text me right back? Yeah, I can see that. So thank you for helping me hone my skills as a, as a communicator. But... Uh, when I did go on Facebook, I saw that I had about 50 friend requests. I've been sitting out there for four years. So, so thank you for uh, helping me connect with Those all are the people. Those 50 I've... new friends. Yeah, 50 Official. New, new friends that I definitely need. Uh, so thank you for that. So I think that you've been sharing a lot more about your family, what's going on at home. This is a side that yeah. I've never seen from you. So I yes. think you're opening it up. Uh, I feel quite uh, vulnerable. It me. sounded weird at first when I first heard it. Like, hey, this is what's happening at home. Carl never does that. Uh, I'll get used to it, just like you'll get used to me responding to text messages. Well, so, I think my wife, I got home, and no, I don't talk to her at all because I spend all my talking and self-divulgent time with, with you. Can you imagine if we applied any of this energy remotely to our personal lives? Like a dating situation, if I texted back... And accepted requests and took others' feelings into consideration, I would be in a very different spot. I think you would. You'd have a couch. So one thing that we're going to do every episode to perpetuate this relationship and really force it to the next level is what we call Keith and Carl become friends question of the day. This is where I ask you a question about yourself. You ask me a question and we get to know each other a little more. So Carl, question I have for you. Hit me. Wash rag or loofah? That's a great question. It is. Present day? Yeah, none of us used loofahs before. That's true. Um, hmm. This is an easy question. Loofah. It felt Lufa. like you were guessing. Like, <laughs> I feel, you know what you took a shower with. <laughs> Did you just make that up? I, just, I feel I don't, like there's I don't, not I, a lot of I don't masculinity behind the loofah. I, I don't believe that. I, it took you a second to think no, about that. No, it's a loofah. It's a loofah. For how long? Uh, probably for a few years. I mean, my wife turned me on to the loofahs. So, so she, one just showed up 
Yeah, I mean, we don't One use day. bar soap. It's all liquid body wash. How'd you feel about that transition? It was difficult. Yeah? My wife said, the reason why loofahs are so beneficial is that you can rub them vigorously against your skin and exfoliate a little bit of you your skin You can do all those same things cells. with I was like, all right. Like, I sold. And then she got me a black one, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm also a loofah guy for a couple of reasons, right? So it's a signaling mechanism. When people see that you have a loofah, yeah. they assume that you're clean and remotely housebroken. It's like That's when they know point. that you're an adult. That's a great point, yeah. If they see you living by yourself without a couch, and then you have a wash rag, you never know when that thing's been clean. And it just signals, this is something you've been using since you were a child. And you've maybe even been using the same one. So. Well, I mean, that's great. I mean, and then you really can't use a bar soap with a loofah. And there's nothing worse than... Are you anti-bar soap? Well, there's nothing worse than if you have anyone over, and they shower at your place, and they find a stray hair on the bar soap. That's true. Why don't they show up on loofahs? Great question. Somebody did a great job designing those. Yeah. Yeah, they did. All right. Well, I found out a little bit more about you today. What, uh, what do you got for me? Yeah. So I'm really curious if you, I want you to describe your childhood bedroom. Oh, my childhood bedroom. I had a, I had a really good childhood bedroom. Yeah. So uh, I had a bunk bed. It was a raised bed. It was it was it was a bunk bed, but there was nothing underneath. I had oh, my, sure. I had a desk, like a little loft. But my dad made it, so it was all homemade. Had big thick posts. Was he a woodworker? Uh, yeah, in his spare time. Uh, so I had this really cool bed where I would like. I felt really really cool in this thing. First of all, because my dad made it, and it just felt like it took forever to get up there. Yeah. Uh, but when I did get up there, I did not have much room between where I slept and the ceiling. So I hit my head a ton. Yeah. But it felt like this little four. Nobody could see me and like own special place. So when you're a kid and you have the top bunk, it's phenomenal. And since I still had my own room, no one was in the box. What'd you have underneath? So underneath I had my desk, which I didn't work at a lot, but I had some books and that's where I had my radio and all my tapes, had my cassette tapes, especially when I started to get a little older. That's where they Took up some real estate. Sure, sure. Uh, I had my closet, which pretty standard closet. All the clothes that I never really wore. Yeah. Pretty much wore two or three things. Was it like a double folding? Did you have the folding doors? Oh, yeah, bifolds. Do you have posters, pictures? I was not much of a poster picture guy. As you can see from this place that I Did you have like cool not. wallpaper with designs? I had wallpaper when I was a little kid. It was like baseball wallpaper. Yeah, sure. You had to. Yeah. Um, but then... You grow out of that, and classic white walls. Standard window, overlooking cornfield, middle of nowhere. So kind of, a, the, kind of a little boy's dream. Was that on the main floor or second floor? Or? Uh, it, was, it was a ranch, so we only had one floor. Okay. Uh, it was right next to my brother's room and was about right across the hall from my parents' room. So we all were real close. Real close. We like we, everybody could hear. You could, you could talk, and the other person would, would hear it. Sure. And we did not have air conditioning. And this was in Illinois, so it got super hot in the summer. We all be sitting there sweating. So you couldn't shut the door. You needed all of the, the, the airflow. Yeah. yeah, that's that's key. When you're living rural in a ranch house, airflow is your is your friend. So you're cranking those windows, and you could tell when it got really hot. You just heard that crank. Yeah. Like, oh, they're opening yeah. up the windows. Things are getting real. Um, yeah. So I could talk to my brother and my parents from my bed. Never thought anything of it. Didn't think it was strange at all until I went to college and. Uh, you know, I couldn't talk to the people around me while they were sleeping. I'm like, whoa, this is weird. I couldn't have the door open. I know. Like, hey, you guys, you guys shutting your doors tonight? <laughs> Seems kind of strange. How about we all keep them home and talk to each other? My room was, was similar where I didn't have a large space. I didn't have – I had a space in the room for my saxophone and my, Naturally. my music stand. Well, you were playing since chair. you were a little kid too. Yeah. Um, had a dresser. Had the same – Bifold closet doors, but I'll tell you what I had that I thought was pretty special. A waterbed. What? Yes. You had a waterbed as a, water a kid? Bed. I did. I did. I did. Everyone in my Why? house had a waterbed. Whoa. My parents fell in love with their waterbed, and me and my brothers, they each had, they shared a room and they had a bigger room, and they each had waterbeds. 
And so my bed was full of heated water. Ever so, since when you were a little kid, like when you were growing up. Yeah, when I was growing up, elementary age. So as early as you can remember, you, had, you were sleeping on water. I was sleeping on water, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. It's crazy. So you didn't know anything else. Do you still sleep on a water bed? No, no. When did you make that transition? When I left home. What was it like the first time you didn't sleep on water? I mean, you sleep, you know, camping, you, you, you make it. I don't know. I, my, my waterbed was pretty firm. Um, so it was pretty similar, but what I missed was the ability to turn up the heat and crawl into bed with just a thin comforter and just the whole bed is warm. Did know. you ever have any accidents where it, it leaked everywhere? Uh, I didn't. I think one of my brothers poked a hole in theirs, um, and we had to patch it. Yeah, there's no way that water beds would have flown in my place. When I was a little kid, the bed was the stage. So we'd be have these little guitars, and we'd jump up and down, playing them, singing in mics. If, it, if we had had a water bed, it would have been a complete nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I think it might have been a way for my mom to deter us from jumping on the beds. What else was in your room? That's about it. A couple posters. <laughs> Just a waterbed. Basketball Just... posters. Trophies. All your trophies. All my trophies. All your championship trophies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we learned a little bit more about each other today. We definitely knocked, turned it up a notch on our friendship. So I agree. I'm, I'm feeling good. We should, should we keep doing this segment? I think so. I think we have to. I think it's... I'm learning a lot. Yeah. So if there's any other questions that you think Carl and I should ask each other, definitely hit us up. And all the socials let us know. So now it's time for Carl to share one of his famous lists in a segment that we're calling the C list. And again, this is a segment that we're hoping you will help us rename into something far more creative than the C list. I feel like we're much more creative than this. We just haven't put in the time. But Carl, this is a big segment. Um, this is your signature segment. It's Carl's because he's the list guy, he puts lists together. We already talked in the previous episode. I love I, lists. I can't put a list together even for the grocery store. So when it came to putting together a list, this was a no-brainer. This was Carl's. That's why it's called the C list. Yeah, let's do it. So Carl, what do you got for us today? Keith, I have a great C list topic today. I'm excited for it. It's short and sweet, but I think it fits in nicely with professional development. So we all are trying to get that next job, get the next role. Move across the company. Gain those new experiences. So, C-list topic today is get woke. How to recognize that you're not getting hired for that open internal role. <laughs> did, you, did you say get woke? I did. Did you say that ironically? I, I stole that from the cool kids. I think it's cool to make fun of work, woke. Uh, I, th I think it's come full circle where it was cool. And then you can make, it's cool to make fun of, well, maybe it's come so full circle where it's back in. Bullet How to recognize points. that you're not getting hired? Yeah, you're not getting hired for that open internal role. First one is, the internal job posting is only one paragraph long. I've done this. I've done it too. <laughs> I've definitely done this. People, if you see a job opening that's one paragraph long that does not list real qualifications, please don't apply as yeah. a manager, please. Run. Uh, I have put these job postings together 5 p.m. on a Friday. You get done with the first paragraph. You're like, and send. Good enough to the HR person or thought. In the I mind. mean, if the That's hiring manager puts in that little effort. Yeah, I've done that. Don't apply just on that basis alone. <laughs> that's true. That's probably someone that's not going to be thorough with anything else in their yeah. job. That's not indicative of me. That was just. You won't get a lot of great professional development from that manager. Probably not. Probably All right. Not. Number two. You schedule a coffee chat with the hiring manager, and oddly, it keeps getting rescheduled. Uh, the old, I don't have time routine, when that really translates into, I have better things to do with my time. And what typically happens is when you get those calendar invites, the person sends it and says, hey, if another time works, feel free to reschedule. <laughs> As the hiring manager, <laughs> I might just take you up on that. <laughs> and when someone keeps rescheduling, that means they just don't want to talk to you. Right. Because we do make time for the things that matter to us. So anytime someone says, ah, I just, I don't have a lot of time. It's, I mean, this, this happens, same things happen in your personal life. 
when people say, yeah, I've been meaning to get in contact with you. I've just been so busy with work. Like, oh, you're the one. Yeah, right. You're the one who's really busy with work. So have I. No, we all prioritize our time accordingly. So if someone's not giving you the time, it's because they're choosing to not give you the time. Little, and I think that's fine. And I think we should line. just all be a little bit more upfront about it. If someone schedules that time, say, I don't want to have coffee with you because I don't like you. Because I don't like are you? Uh, I have time. Do you want to have coffee about this job I just posted a week ago, and now you're my friend? And want to buy me coffee? Uh, no. Exactly. On the same token, you might uh, get pushed off by the hiring manager, but if you get ghosted by HR after you apply, that's a big ghosted. Red like flight. they never tell you one way or the other. You never hear from them. It sounds like dating advice. Both of these last last two getting ghosted, people rescheduling. It's a great point. Um, no, I would just move on from her. She doesn't deserve you. <laughs> a little swipe left. <laughs> yes, you should probably quit that. Probably quit that job. If that's how people are treating you. Have you ever ghosted someone? I, I don't think so. I not in not in like work. Like people, if they email me, I, I try to email them back. What about in life in general? Yeah, I mean, I ghost people that try to contact me that claim that they are a friend of a friend and want to talk with me. That's that's a kind of a big delete and block in certain yeah. situations. Oh, you go to block. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to protect yourself. No, I like, I like to see how many times they repeat, communicate. That kind of thing's fun for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> see, where it, see where it escalates. Yeah, <laughs> I just like to block them and just get the pressure off my shoulders so I never see that again. All right, here's one that's maybe more applicable to a lot of people, but you mention your interest in the new role to your manager. You say, hey, Keith, I've got this opportunity. I, I found it on the intraweb on or HR site, and I think this would be a great fit for me and my skill set. And then your manager has this odd look of either shock or amusement, and you're not quite sure what that means. A look of shock? Like they're, like they're shocked that you would bring this up, or amusement like, hey, like this person actually brought up that they're going to apply. I wouldn't read too much into that. Maybe they ate something for breakfast, Maybe they're just not feeling well that day. <laughs> Maybe they caught the coronavirus. I would discount that. I, I make all sorts of weird faces when somebody asks me a question. Um, and I never take it seriously at first. I always assume that someone's coming with a joke. That's my default. That's interesting. If I'm sitting there and you come up, I'm like, ah, this guy's got a good joke. So if you start talking like, hey, I want to apply for this job. I, I think it's some sort of zinger and yeah. I don't take it seriously. And then after five minutes... A rambling, then then I'll consider it. Um, so I don't take I don't take offense when someone has a weird look. I assume that they're also thinking they're waiting for a joke. Now that I say all this out loud, my workday is kind of strange. Yeah, that's there's a lot of joking going on in, in meetings with you. Uh, but interestingly, I'm a you know I'm a poker player, and so I try to read surprise. people's faces. So if I'm telling my manager this or someone's telling me this, I try to keep just the straightest face possible because you never know. And the last one is quite unfortunate, but as you wait for HR to schedule your much-anticipated interview, you receive that division-wide email announcement congratulating your cubicle neighbor, a.k.a. your work friend, on their new role. This is the one that kills everybody. So the fix is always in. The candidate has always been chosen long before this job was posted. This is a heartbreaker. Yeah, and if, if, if you don't know... It's not you. So don't be surprised at this. You should always be able to identify someone who applied who clearly isn't getting it. It's like that old saying, if speaking back to, to poker, if you can't spot the sucker at the table, it's you. Same kind of thing. If you're like, hey, man, everybody who's applied for this job is very qualified. Well, guess who's not the qualified one? Yeah. It's you. It's so. that fine balance, right? I mean, but also as managers, there's a certain there's a certain aspect that we want our people to apply to get the interview practice, prepare, knowing that they might not have a hundred percent shot at this. Actually, we don't give a shit. It's all a formality and you're wasting but your time. But we're trying to be very nice about them this professionally. No, it's all there's bullshit, a theme here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're asking people to go through the motions when it doesn't that's true. It doesn't count at all. And it gets strange, especially when you're competing with a friend of yours, too. You both think you have a shot. One person knows they're in. The other person thinks that they're in. It just creates some weirdness between people as well. I agree. And that's why I think that posting jobs internally is 
a farce. Yeah, they are a farce, but the process isn't going anywhere. So I, I think we're just going to have to deal with it. And perhaps that's our development opportunity to learn how to deal with this interview process. All right, now it's time to move on to the uh, WorkSort topic of the day. This is the big segment. Name of the show. I'm excited. It's professional development. We already talked about it a bit at the beginning. Companies want us to develop. Do they love us? Maybe a little yes, bit. Yes, they love us. Sometimes they do, but they don't want we're us to We're the future leaders. We are the future leaders, but they also know that we're expensive to replace. And that uh, could be a cynical way of looking at it, but companies need us to stay because it costs a lot when they onboard us, costs a lot when they leave. So they need to develop it. They need to keep us engaged so we feel like they're giving back to us. So then we'll reciprocate that when we put in that extra 10 to 20 hours on a Saturday or Sunday, right? Because we feel like we're being You do that? Developed. I, I'm saying hypothetically. You should that's take a trade off I'd be considering. Developing time management skills. <laughs> <laughs> that's next week. So companies do invest a lot. I was looking the other day, 10% of companies spend more than $10,000 per employee on leadership development. Wow. And most of them spend around $4,000 or less. Either way, that's, that's a ton of money. If you think about a place that has 20, 30, 40,000. It's a pretty penny. Employees. Where does all that go? So a lot of it goes to internal trainings and classes, but a lot of it goes to these external consultants. You heard about this? Like, I was going to say it's going to go to fun workbooks. It, does, it doesn't. I, for $10,000, I would like to sell those fun <laughs> know, workbooks. Right? But there's these external consultants that come in and they'll teach your people like me and you how to become and develop into better leaders. So I have no idea what these people do. Do you, are, do you have any idea what these people do? No. I'm, are these consultants leaders? Good question. Why are they teaching me about leadership? So I had to do a little bit of research to understand what exactly it was that they did. Yeah. So I randomly pulled up a couple job searches. I got to say I was a little confused as I was looking through these job descriptions. I'm just going to read you the first one. I have a few bullets. Yeah. Tell me right more. Off. I got to hear right? it. So this yeah. is this is for a uh, professional leadership development counselor. Counselor? Counselor and consultant. It says counselor and consultant. It's like a mix between therapy and uh, I was I was as confused. So I, lo I looked at what some of the some of their uh, jobs would be. First, it said if you want to be a professional development consultant, presentation experience is required. Wow, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Second one must be able to lift thirty pounds. No, it doesn't. This is, it absolutely did. I have no idea why you have to lift 30 pounds. I feel like right now we're at a kindergarten teacher. All right. Yeah. So you are presenting. Okay. Now you have to lift 30 pounds. The next one, ability to go up and down flights of stairs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like I could do this uh, and then charge a lot of money because it's as a consultant. So keeps going. Frequent standing and ability to raise arms above the head. This cannot be real. And the last one is hand dexterity for typing into the computer. Okay. So this is someone who goes to other companies and consults and counsels on corporate leadership development. And obviously, I mean, there are five other bullets, but this made it to the top of the list. Like you need to do these. I feel like somebody just got sued. And so they that had to put was all this exactly stuff. my first thought. There was a liability yeah. claim here. That but if you're looking at this, I could do this. And you could, you could do this as well. So well, thank I wasn't, you. I guess I see the qualifications. I'm glad I could get that job. So I, I, I didn't really have the answers that I was seeking after I looked at that job description. So I looked at another one. What does a leadership consultant do? So I have another example. This is Honestly, it didn't, it didn't give me the same conclusion. So I started, started looking through this job description. Strong cross-functional skills. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Next one. You get free parking. This was in this job skills that you need. <laughs> okay. Strong cross-functional skills. Free parking available. Wow. Next one. Okay. Competitive vacation policy. I don't think they understand the difference between job skills and, per and just perks of just being here. Job benefits. Yeah. This, is, this should have just been benefits. Okay. This is the skill of the company. Themed like celebration and parties. No, this isn't real. <laughs> Free fruit delivered twice a week. That's very specific. 
Will you please in the forward job me this job description? On-site gym branded clothing voucher. Oh. So this is for a leadership development consultant that would come. So this this is all the stuff I have to do. One of them, I, I, I look like uh, I'm volunteering for the Army, needing to lift 30 pounds and raise my head over my head. up and down the steps. Yeah. And then this one, I'm getting free fruit and uh, themed celebrations. All I have to do is have strong cross-functional skills. I got to be honest with you, Carl. After I got done with this, I was absolutely confused about what these people did or what the companies were paying these people, what they were thinking. I am never hiring a consultant. No. So you shouldn't hire an external consultant. So I said, okay, what if I just wanted some advice on our own? So if you said, I as a company, I don't have any money yep. for external consultants. Sure. What would I do if I just wanted to get started with development? So I, I Googled just that. What would I do? Development tips to get me started, first of all. Assess available resources. The second, take on new challenges. Yeah, stretch Specific, yourself. No. Yeah. Three, work with people you butt heads with. Is this something we want to actively do in the third one? And the last <laughs> one, shadow a colleague. So this is find someone that pisses you off and follow them around. <laughs> That's literally the advice that the internet gives you. Uh, this, this sounds like horrible advice. Uh, so then I, I had no idea. So at the end, I just said, General development tips. I'm I'm at a loss. Yeah, and then it said create a meal plan, stop eating fried foods, and get enough sleep. I know this has nothing to do with professional development, but this is the best advice that I received. Absolutely, that I think if you just you eat well and exercise, you're going to be better at work than if you creepily follow people around that you don't like or lift thirty pound things over your head. Needless to say, that through this investigation, I still I had no idea what professional consultants did. So. I concluded that if I had a company, I would never pay these people because people who are looking for these jobs are just looking for free, free fruit and, and parking. Well, I think the, the other side of this is there are companies paying these companies to send these people in. So going external is one way that you can develop your people. A lot of people aren't going to do that, but there is another very widely used development method. It's free. It's feedback. With right? my wife. You yeah. can. So real time feedback from your manager yep. from your peers it's the idea that you just ask people what kind of job are you doing uh yeah, and with like the hope it. that you would get better well and i think what is nice right i mean we experience this in our day-to-day is that we can ask and solicit for feedback from our peers um and it's it's anonymous right it's it's but feedback. you know who it is I I mean it's tough, right? You I mean, kind of know who it is. Not if you get enough people. I and would I think do it pretty carefully. You have to do it. You have to do it with a the heart that you want. And I, do, I do it with a magnifying glass. I'm like, feedback. who is this person? I think there's always a little bit of that, but I think it's it's uh, it's great. I think it's great for us to get this feedback. It's great for us to be able to give feedback in a safe space. I mean, I would love to solicit feedback uh, for my wife from myself and uh, our four kids. And I could imagine what would transpire and the great feedback and learning and development opportunities that she would get um, from this anonymous feedback from uh, <laughs> Which is her you. husband and a 10-year-old and <laughs> all the way down to a two-year-old. The one so. in Cran. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Which so, one of you said this? No, but on a serious note, I think, um, I think today, as we talk about professional development, we should dive deeper into my feedback that I've received recently. So we're going to hear all about if people like you because that's all these things really are. I mean, let's let's get real with what these... <laughs> this is not about the job that you do. It's like, oh, give me feedback on everything I did during the last year. This is, do I like you? Uh, is your smile nice? Do you wear nice pants? Ultimately, that's what we're judging. Do, is this person someone that I want to be around? Because it's never about work, right? And that's that's the irony of this whole bullshit exercise is when, when I do this, it always comes down to, I don't like, she's got a weird smile, don't like this guy. So your feedback yeah. is probably all on your personality. It's not, it probably has nothing to do with what it you is. actually did. I have a lot of great development opportunities that I'd like to share with you and so if it's, the I world. Mean, first of all, we need to understand if people are just going to be talking about your personality. Tell us about your personality. Yeah, I, so I think this is great. So let's, let's set up my, uh, my personality. I think, Keith, you can keep me in check here. This is a little... Um, agility assessment, a little self-awareness. Jargon drop. Yeah, corporate jargon. Agility assessment of myself. And if you were to picture someone in corporate America, I would picture 
Chewbacca. <laughs> right? So that's me. It's I'm tall, silent, strong. I don't do really much wrong. And most of what I say makes perfect sense, even though you can't understand a damn word coming out of his mouth. So I feel like you're ripe for feedback, if, that, right. if that's your point of view. You do right. make those weird sounds Often. when we're all having... I mumble problems. a lot. People can't understand me, I think. so. But I think um, for me, it's when I show up at work, I think we've alluded to in, in this episode and the past episodes, I show up and I'm ready. I'm ready to play. I'm ready to play the corporate game. And for me, it's like stepping out on the basketball court. And when I step out on the basketball court, my demeanor changes. I'm there to win. I'm there to play the game. I'm there to elevate my team. I'm there to score the winning shots. I'm there to achieve accolades and high fives and attaboys. And I'm intense because I feel like you can't play the game another way. If you do, you're not going to get the ball. You're not going to make the right shot. You're not going to be all state, all conference, right? You're not going to get to the level of perfection if you can really zero in into your skills and climb that corporate ladder and frankly beat your peer set, right? Is this I mean, seriously how you think all day? It is. It's, it's got to be. It's just terrifying. It is. I so mean, you're just sitting and waiting in the wings, just plotting, I'm like, not drawing, like drawing up, like it's a, a <laughs> three point play to win the game. It is. It is, right? I think that's a great analogy, drawing up a play. You have to have a, a professional development play plan. Develop. How are you going to be seen? That is not, that's not as positive as you make it sound. You sound like the Unabomber, like hanging out in the woods, just plotting right, it's uh, a, to do something pretty bad. Well, it's an interesting thing to not healthy. think of it as a calculated event. Um, calculated? It <laughs> sounds even more devious. It does sound devious. <laughs> but I, what I'm trying to get at is there are two different Carls in this life, and it's the fun, crazy Carl, which most of my friends know me outside of work. And then there's corporate Carl. And corporate Car Carl comes to work ready to play ball, ready to lead where I need to lead, to win at all costs. So you're living two different lives. I am, but both are very authentic. <laughs> this is my authentic self. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, do you ever forget which one you are at the moment? I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna live two different lives, I see how this plays out in the movies. Or just Not with homeless sure. people on the street. It doesn't work out. You right. got to remember who you are at all times. It, it sounds like you're Batman, right? Right, yeah. I don't know. Think of other... Batman great... is a celebrated superhero. <laughs> He's also very delusional. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Remind me of other... What other great characters like led double lives? Only um, people you see on TV. Yeah, I mean, it's oftentimes it's either the villain or it's the hero. Spider-Man. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire? Ooh. Yeah. Huh? That one's reaching deep. Either way, or like any mobster, really. Anyone who ever murdered someone. Like all of the uh, skills and or feelings that you're admitting to with this split life uh, personality, these are all people who have done some really horrible shit. Yeah. I so like when I, when, I, when I look back at <laughs> the way that you're talking right now, I'm a little concerned because you're admitting to do two different personalities. I know. Well, I feel like if I didn't lean into into them, it would be. Can we say lean into? Quite like awkward to everyone else. I mean, my the It'd fun crazy the fun crazy curl is not politically correct all the That's time. Fine. It's dropping f bombs. It's hey, you could <laughs> sharing experiences that so, like no one else would relate to. So at home, you just have to drop the f bomb. Well, I can't because I have kids. But so you have a third personality. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you have? I don't know. I'm just saying, you hear all the time, bring your authentic self to work. That's what everyone wants to see. Yeah. And uh, my authentic self is what people see me oftentimes, and that's trying to win. I feel like I'm just trying to catch up in this rat race, and I'm trying to go big or go home. I can't relate to that whatsoever. I mean, I'm, we're, we're, I know we're digging into you, and this is not about me. I, I just view when I walk into work uh, like I'm running for an election. How many new voters can I get today? Right? How many <laughs> hands can I shake? How many people can I vote for Donnelly? Yeah. Right? That's what I want yeah. out of this. But I mean, you're still trying to win. I am. Just in a different way. And I'm, I'm not, true. I'm that's not, a, I'm not creating point. two or three different personalities to get after it. So you equate yourself to a, a crooked politician. 
I mean, we're not like I mean, going Rob, negative with both of ours. You're making me into a crook, I'm not a saying, mobster. And I'm a, not saying and a I'm a, a crook. I think I'm just seemingly a little less deranged. A right? little this, less this... of a crook. <laughs> There's varying degrees of crookism. Okay, well, that's great. So now everyone thinks that I'm a crook, and I, I am... say you're a crook. You just have three different lives that you've admitted to. Possibly more we don't know about. That's true. All right. Well, I think you know. Great foundational. Uh, we had to know who you are discussion. before we can understand how people are judging you. Essentially, what that's what this is. It's feedback. True. As people are telling you what they like about you, what you did over the past year. Now we know a little bit more about your split personalities. Yeah, one is Michael Jordan and one is... That's how you see yourself? It's Carl. <laughs> Adam Sandler. You and, see these on the same, yeah, same level? Yeah, Michael Jordan and Adam Sandler. That's it's a little bit of a fallout. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's me to a T. So, well, that's great. Jumping into development planning. So at our place of of work, we have individual development planning sessions, I would say, right? It's a period of time where we work with our managers and we create plans, IDP plans for the upcoming year. What are we going to do better? How are we going to do it better? How are we going to become better people? Yep. And it's after the previous year's feedback and we incorporate all this feedback. And so I'd like to share a little bit of my 2019 IDP plan that I'm excited to hear this that I set you know these goals for myself uh, after my 2018 performance and feedback. So I'll share with you the one uh, the one that seems relevant for today. And the uh, the plan that uh, the goal that I set for myself was I wanted to bring more of my engaging and storytelling personality traits to smaller team and group settings to ensure others see me as approachable, welcoming, and authentic. Based Last on spring. all the feedback, this is your plan. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This has nothing to do with the actual work that you're going to do. So Yeah, it was the feedback was I could improve in energizing my teams. Were you self aware at this point that you are Chewbacca or did this come in in afterward? I'm just kinda of wondering your your, your frame Ryan. You're, you're you're gathering all this is like yeah. people don't like me. Or <laughs> Like, are you like, yeah, okay, I've heard this before. Uh, I'm going to continue to do these things that I probably won't. I in took the next this year. more of uh, a Chewbacca like trait, being more of the silent type. So you're still seeing this as a positive. I'm going to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the dial from corporate Carl to a little bit more of the fun Carl in okay. 2019. Let so, that's my... on your, so that's on your plan, and your manager says, of all the things that we're investing in you. We want you to be a fun guy. This is one of the many. So they tried to turn your personality. Well, I oh, mean, and the feedback up. I got was do it as authentically as possible. Which okay. doesn't mean change much. who you are, but make it believable. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, said, this is this is doable for someone with three personalities. So I, I, this is not all the realm of something you could achieve. In order to make this goal something that I can act upon, I have to have an action that I'm going to, you know, put forth as a part of this goal. So the action step that I wrote was, as appropriate, take a few minutes at meetings to welcome meeting attendees and engage in small talk. Show enthusiasm. <laughs> I mean, does that sound like a jackass statement or what? How about that game? <laughs> huh? How? I mean, that the weather fact that sure I have is to cold. Articulate that as an action. <laughs> My boss looked at me like, what is your deal? I feel like I missed the mark here a little bit. On a so I, I, I guess I don't understand. Engage in small talk. What is that? What is that even? I think I was how, like, how do you work I need to that? say hi to people. I have no idea. This is, I, I'm, you know what, this it, is like an out-of-body experience. This kind of right? does remind me. Like there's, there, I, I don't know if it's a book or some sort of article. But the art of small talk. Somebody, somebody told me this one time oh there is a book called yeah, yeah. The, the art of small talk you never i talk, didn't read it you never <laughs> you, you could you could read it you never talk about like the weather or uh traffic it's like anything on the eights that you would hear on the radio sure. don't don't talk about that right i i feel like this is just a, a book that boring people need to read 
I don't know. What like do if you, you t- have anything you have to tips say, on what I should talk about? <laughs> no, like if, about if you have, you have lots of interests. Yeah. I mean, if you need a book on how to do it, I, I'm just I'm, I'm just not getting it. How, show enthusiasm. This, see, this is just like completely foreign to me. Like, what would you do? Smile? Like, if you if you came in laughing, I would think you're high. There are like times Carl's I walk the Carl's halls drugs. with a smile on my face, and people ask me if I'm okay. <laughs> See? I've had that reaction multiple you, times, and I have to a, say, no, I'm, I'm just fine. It's, well, that's kind of nice. You've set a baseline. You've set an expectation that is at a certain place, and anytime you deviate from that, people are going to be weirded out. That's so you're, you're never if you achieve this, you're going to get popped for a drug test. Ooh. Uh, show enthusiasm. Start small talking. This, this, just isn't, this just isn't you. And Maybe it could be over time. I just... I. Do you feel like people don't want coworkers? They just want friends. Like, do people not have anything going on outside work when I get to work? If you do not ask me about the weather, the sports team, I'm fine with it. I walked to work. I saw the weather. I, I know how the sports are doing. It's all fine. We can, we can just get past all that. I mean, I, I'm just confused with the whole thing. Well, I mean, I think that's an interesting topic. I think having work friends is this weird place where could they really be your good friend? Oh, we'll see. I, I mean, that's what we're trying to do, right? But, I mean, right. But it's like most of the time it's, there are friends at work and we are social with them. And then when we leave, we actually have our real friends and work friends are just friends, right? And making it work in a way that is authentic, I think can be difficult. So it's like half the time I think people go to work and they don't give a shit about making friends. Cause why should they? I agree. And, and even when they do, is it authentic? Yeah. Is, it, is what they're talking about really interesting or funny or is it like work? I know. It's like how many funny? damn kids' names do I have to try to remember? I yeah, don't remember, I remember none. No I one remembers my kids. I, yeah, I, Every time you, I talk to people, just I, I just make sure I that I forgot. keep telling them I have four kids. Because you have to do that. Because no you don't expect anyone to remember your kids' names. Yeah. Right? I mean. No, and I, don't, I don't pretend to remember anybody's kids' names, spouses' names. I just roll in like I've never met them. It's totally fine. Yeah. As long as you're consistent about it. Don't remember some people's and not not others. Well, as long as I know that they have kids, that's a win. How are your kids doing? Hey. Yeah. Well, is that and then you bond that's over that. Good small talk or bad small talk? Yeah. I'm not convinced this is going to work out for you. Well, the one thing that I did add in my second bullet point as part of the action steps was to find people to hold me accountable to provide me feedback. So, I mean, <laughs> at least I got people to <laughs> provide me more feedback in the coming year. So how, how does this take place on like a weekly basis? Do you check in with people and say, hey, how was my small talk? No. How, was my, how was my enthusiasm? Or does it just happen in the next year? No, I just hope that the, the 360 anonymous feedback that I get and ask for at the end of 2019, I can see a reflected change in my professional development. This is just an indictment of corporate America. This is what we've, this is what we've devolved into telling people that they need more small talk. They, they want different people. Carl, we want you as a person, but we also want you to develop as a different person. Yeah. I think it's kind of a strong, it's a strong state. That's a, that's like a, you want me to change my, who I am. I know. Who should I be? I pick, pick one of them, Carl. You've got plenty to choose from. I know. I, it's a, uh, it's a conundrum. And on that note, I'd love to share two pieces of distinct feedback that I received over the course of 2019. Yes. I can't wait. And, um, I have some verbatims here. Okay. And Can I guess who they are? No, probably shouldn't do that. No, okay. I, I don't okay. even know. I you know I I hesitate to even guess because I I you know, disclaimer I do think it's valuable. I am appreciative that everyone everyone takes the time to to give this feedback. Um, oh. but we'll dive into it here. And number one, number one, I'm gonna start reading this verbatim uh, for you, Keith. One thing that Carl does that I think he could approve upon is letting others know he's taking a pause before answering questions. When I ask Carl a question. He usually pauses and thinks. I mean, are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? The feedback that I just received is that I am thinking before I speak. <laughs> I Every day in my job, 
at my house with people around me, my ask of them is that they fucking think before they speak. <laughs> I mean, that should be the number one qualification before you utter words out of your big mouth is that you think critically about what you are going to say. Because everything that has gone wrong in history has been people that don't think about their actions and about what comes out of their mouth. It, it blows my mind. And it goes on. It goes on. For someone who does not do that and spews the first thing that comes to my mind, this can be really frustrating because it creates an awkward silence. You would rather I throw up words out of my mouth so that we can throw up words together and create this big shitstorm than me actually taking my time to think. This one's got you fired up. This is the kind of stuff that I, it blows my mind. The world we live in now. People just want someone who's just like them. Just like them. I mean, the world is full of famous pausers. Morgan Freeman, Forrest Gump, Joe Biden, even relevant people, like people who are very famous, take long pauses. There's like one of three of those are a good example. <laughs> you, but... I said they're famous. They're well known, but you, you get the point. Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 a, it's a trait that is thought highly of. Because I've noticed that the people that sit there and think and ask the right questions at the right time are the ones that are the most highly regarded. And so I've actively tried to be that type of professional. And then to get this feedback, it, it blows my mind. I, it's something I. It's tough for me to comprehend. And what I love best is that thank God that they provided a recommendation. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you, what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah, and like, what are some action great. I mean, steps? when you get feedback, it's nice to also get some action steps than how you can improve upon it. And this recommendation goes with this, as this. My rec recommendation to Carl would be to say something like, let me think for a second, or, hmm, good question. Give me a minute to think this through. It's specific. It, yeah. <laughs> Have you actually done any of this? Yeah, the other day I looked at some person. I said, hmm, let me think about this for a second. And they looked at me and they go, I know this is what you do. And I told them flat out, I received some feedback that I need to let others know that I'm fucking thinking. <laughs> Was it you? <laughs> yeah, testing the waters on who this person is. Oh, man, Chewbacca's getting pissed off. What is the look on my face that when I'm thinking, I look like I'm just dead to the world? No, it's just... How do they not know that I'm thinking? Well, just... They ask me a question, and it's just like, I just go to this dead stare. <laughs> I'm just looking off to the, like, the heavens. Like, this is really awkward. It's like, I'm engaged with them. We're right. having a... I am looking at them, and there are processes taking place in my brain that I... They don't know. Like... You didn't tell them. <laughs> How am I supposed to know that? Oh. Maybe you put a little sign on. I, I don't know. Maybe you have like some sort of like flip card on a chain. I'm thinking more like, like a Bacardi bat light up. I just hit the button and it starts flashing. Flashing. You need to figure something out because this is not going to work. Well, we'll see on uh, my 2020 plan. So nothing's going to change. Maybe that's going to. Literally nothing's going to change. Join the list of my uh, goals for next year. We'll just All be right. excited to see how this escalates. Moving on. So this is another one that I think... Um, I set up a little bit with the way that I perceive my personality. And I'll read it a little, again, verbatim, just to kind of set the, the tone. So here's the second one. I know Carl to be open, kind, and a willing partner. But I believe he is perceived as, some, as being somewhat closed off or cold. I know that my initial reactions were to assume he wasn't interested in talking with me or working on questions or projects together. But over time, I realized that to be quite the opposite. This person's good, right? They're smooth in the way they're... They're giving you this. They did. This is like this a... feedback, right? Look at this. He is perceived. Other people think he's not me. Yeah, they're giving me other people's no, feedback. No, 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 no. It's not me who thinks you're cold. I've I've heard it from other people, and that's how I'm gonna. I mean, Carl, you you know. I mean, do you think they heard it from other people? Is no, this like a perception of? No, no. It's just like you, Carl. You know, we're good, but it's other people it's, who are yeah. saying this, right? <laughs> All right. So then he goes, or she goes on to saying. It might therefore be helpful to be aware that your external demeanor can be somewhat intimidating and might be preventing more opportunities for collaboration with people that do not get the opportunity to work with you directly and realize your openness. So how I, here's my feedback for you is learn how to put together sentences. Those are like <laughs> a goddamn paragraph. 
And <laughs> there's no commas in there. It's just those breaks are just my way of breaking up that sentence. Make a list if they get after so Make a to feedback say. list next time. So Carl, how how tall are you? Six three. So you're six three. You've got some good facial hair going on. So when yes. you walk around the office as a six three guy, you're literally Chewbacca walking around the office. These people are just scared. That's a great point. And I guess it is. I mean, and then the lastly, there's one other person that flat out said before I started working more directly with Carl, I found his demeanor somewhat closed off and unwelcoming. I can appreciate that the most. Yeah. At least that one is one sentence of like, to the point. And it just alludes to the fact that now that they're working closer with me, it's been solved. It's fine. There's brevity to it. Yeah. And I think for me, it's like when you're on my team and you're close to me, there's an even stronger sense of bonding and effort and teamwork i hope my team feels that because i think that that's the culture that i bring is i bring them close closer than they would maybe expect to be and surprising i'm hoping it surprises them a little bit do you have an overall takeaway for all this i don't know if we provided any clarity on how to get what you need a couple things come to mind one i clearly need to smile more when i get asked a question i should kind of curl up into the thinking man uh, statue pose <laughs> so people that's, that's one solution know that i'm thinking and pausing and uh overall um maybe uh invite people in a little closer into the uh the, the fun carl zone a little faster maybe i feel like you're gonna force this into a place that's gonna be weird. i think you just don't want people to get my vote if i came in to no. high fives and no, I take away your campaign. No, that's oh, that's very I true. See how this is going? That's very true. <laughs> but people are just gonna think you're high if you come in. You know, come in all jokey every day, and then one day you're just like ear to ear grinning. That's strange. I got a couple of takeaways from all this. So the first of all, stop being a dick to Carl. You can't change his DNA. <laughs> Thank you. What the what the hell do you want from? Uh, so my second takeaway is work is a popularity contest. Don't bring your true self to work ever, no matter what anybody says. Just bottle it up deep inside until it manifests itself into another personality. Those are great takeaways. I still have to complete my 2020 individual development. This doesn't help you at all, does it? This helps you not whatsoever. I I, I know you were looking for something actionable, and I just. There's been a lot of great therapeutic moments for me. So. Okay. I will be submitting those to my HR uh, workday uh, very soon. It's already almost March. So well, I look forward to that. It's, uh, seeing your change in personality, how it morphs over the year. Yeah, and I, doctor world. I'd love if people have tips on how I can bring some of this to life in the workplace. Well, that's true. We could crowdsource this. Crowdsource I it. mean, just because we don't have the answer doesn't mean someone else doesn't. Yeah. If you do have some tips, hit us up. Uh, Hit us up on the socials. Hit us up on the gram. On the gram, yep, at uh, Work Shorts Podcast. And then at Facebook, at Work Shorts. And again, um, check out some pretty awesome content that we'll have coming out here very soon. Video content. Um, maybe some other fun stuff that we got in the works on our YouTube channel, Keith and Carl. So pretty easy to find, Keith and Carl. Pretty easy to remember. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Does that do it for today? Let's do it. It's done. I mean, I thought we, I thought we ran through a lot. We got, we got deep. We got deep on some real things. I think so. I think so. I'm. Thank you for being my therapist today. Anytime. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Thumbs up to that mother. <laughs> <laughs>